0: The views I express in this episode are exclusively my own. They do not necessarily reflect the views of the colleges or universities I've worked for in the past, the present, or the future, even though they should. Welcome to Ask the Ascot. My name is Michael Beck. This is episode 26 the end of the beginning. Each episode, I answer as many of your questions as I can in around 10 minutes, with the certainty and lack of attention to detail that only a middle-aged man can provide. I'm on Facebook and Twitter at Ask the Ascot, or you can email me. Ascot at gmail.com. Now, gentle listener, I have to get something off my chest. There are many reasons a middle-aged man starts up a podcast. To bring joy to his audience. To become extremely rich. To deliver rants about 19th century English poetry. And so on. But perhaps the greatest of all reasons is to reflect upon his own far-distant youth and his plodding slog through the inevitability of middle management, home beer brewing, and then, at last, the sweet sleep of death. This brings us to the topic of college commencement speeches. We are currently in the very heart of college commencement season, and incidentally, Commencement is just a fancy term for beginning, and we use it to optimistically refer to a graduation ceremony. After you graduate, you begin or commence real life. Graduation ceremony, by the way, is just a fancy term for a hungover ordeal which grandma is watching. Anyway, my friends, Few things will make you feel the ache of age in your bones, more than finding out that one of your dearest friend's kid brother is delivering the commencement speech at your alma mater. Many of you know my friend, Justin McElroy, co-host of most podcasts on the internet, and a regularly dropped name here at Ask the Ascot. Well, Justin's kid brother Griffin just gave the commencement speech at Marshall University, the college from which all three of us graduated. Griffin is a lovely, admirable man who has many professional accomplishments. He's a writer, a podcaster, actor, spouse, parent, homeowner, and many other fine things as well. But he is also six and a half years younger than me. In the way that we as human beings have, or at least, in the way that I have, I'm both proud of him and preposterously resentful of his success. Now, I missed Griffin's speech, but frankly, I'm sure it was just terrific. By my calculations, I have endured 35,000 commencement speeches, I come from an enormous Irish Catholic family that is very credential-oriented. I've labored in higher education myself as an instructor and as a mid-level bureaucrat for 15 years now. There have been a lot of commencements up in here. Most commencement speeches are exactly the same. A white man graduated from your school in 1961 and made a fortune selling widgets and denying sick leave to people who make $9 an hour. He speaks for 15 minutes, but it seems like 15 hours to your hungover butt. The man delivers a flaccid message to follow your dreams, make your bed, and call your mom like I always did because I am a successful genius. And this guy, he speaks as though he's never before addressed a crowd larger than his housekeeper and his bichon Frise. I've seen exactly two Great Commencement speeches in my travels. And when I say great here, I mean these two speeches will make you want to burn your original copy of the Gettysburg Address. Okay, the second greatest speech was in 2018. My wife, Crystal, was being awarded her Ph.D. by Indiana University, Bloomington. This was at the graduate commencement ceremony. That is, this event was for people who were being awarded graduate degrees, masters, and doctorates. But because I use a gigantic Big Ten school, graduate commencement still pulled in enough people to fill their enormous basketball arena assembly hall with many thousands of people. The keynote commencement speaker gave exactly the kind of speech you'd expect. He was some aging Silicon Valley gas bag who droned on about his own cleverness. But then, IU's president, Michael McRobbie, got up to speak. Now, McRobbie was my boss at the time, or more accurately, he was about 40 levels above my boss. I didn't care for the man as an administrator, and I thought that he took a criminally huge salary for himself as the leader of a public school in a struggling state. This is a common problem with university presidents these days. However, the speech that McRobbie laid on this crowd of, let's be honest, this crowd of hard right-leaning parents and grandparents was magnificent. It was long, it was dense, it was correct. It was an epistemological examination of the nature of truth and how truth is fundamentally the only thing that matters. In a political context of alternative facts and flat-out reality denial, this was, and is, a very welcome speech. It received tepid applause, but big Fat, liberal weirdo me cheered myself until my throat was sore. Frankly, I wish I'd had an air horn with me. Now, the greatest commencement speech I've ever witnessed was in May of 2010. At the time, I was teaching history at Mount West Community and Technical College in my adoptive hometown of Huntington, West Virginia. The energy of commencement at Mount West was always very loud, rowdy, and proud. Most of our graduates were the first person in their family to get a college degree. The students, their families, and their instructors were always positively giddy at commencement. So with this kind of energy in the air, up to the podium strode our congressman, Nicholas Joseph Rahal II, Nick Joe, as he was known to all. Politicians, as a rule, give lousy commencement speeches, and their jokes are terrible. So when Nick Joe was at the podium, I had limited expectations. But when he began to speak, I was amazed, and I'm quoting from memory here. Hello, graduates. We're all so proud of you. Your mama's proud of you. Now, there's a primary election on Tuesday, and when you go in to vote, I want you to remember how short this speech was. We all have a lot of celebrating to do. And then Nick Joe walked away from the podium. He just walked away. I thought the crowd was going to rip their chairs out of the floor and use them to bash in their own brain pans. They cheered so hard for this man. It was one of the most astounding things I've ever witnessed in person. He was only a middling congressman in practice. But I don't understand how Nick Joe hasn't been made President of the United Nations, elected Pope, and married Timothy Chalamet just on the merits of that speech. What he does have, though, is a namesake parking garage in downtown Huntington. The magnificently named Nick J. Rahal II Intermodal Center. And one final bonus commencement memory for you, gentle listener. At a commencement at Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio, I once saw a very tall, powerfully built young man in his graduation regalia with one of those horseshoe flower arrangements with all roses around his neck, the kind that they use to adorn the horse that wins the Kentucky Derby. And this man was wearing it. Oh, I so wish I had a picture of it. But... Life is filled with regret. In addition, I didn't manage to get to any questions this episode, I fear. But please, keep your questions coming. I currently have an enormous backlog of great, great questions, but I can always use more. Send them to me on Facebook and Twitter at Ask the Ascot, and you can email me, asktheascot at gmail.com. How about this? I'll plow through a whole bunch of questions next episode. A real rat a tat tat knowledge and comedy fiesta. For the people. And I know I still owe everyone an episode from last Monday, April 25th. Look for it to appear to you as a bonus episode sometime in the future. Perhaps it will be next week. Perhaps it will be five months from now. Ooh, the anticipation of when the fabled lost episode of April 25th will drop. It already squeezes one's heart with excitement and terror, doesn't it? If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, and share the show with a friend. Your friends are missing out on the time of their lives over here. Thanks especially to Chelsea for sharing and saying some very nice things about the show on Facebook. My theme music is by my brother David. He's on Instagram at DavidBeckNYC. Thanks for asking. Farewell.